Hi, Jamie. Daniel, hello. How are you doing? I am I'm a little clogged up, but I'm feeling great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And this month's challenge has me really excited because it's based on an idea that you posted. You did something with coffee cups, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. It's Tiny Challenges. I'm Jamie Newberry. And I'm Daniel Steinberg, and this is Season 1, Episode 5. A Doodle a Day. This episode is brought to you by App Camp for Girls. Jamie, you had a conversation with a really cool guest for this episode. His name's Austin Cleon, and I got to talk to him about doing stuff every day. He's a New York Times bestselling author. His body of work is, is some of the most inspiring to me personally. I've referenced him in some of my talks. Um, he wrote a book called Steal Like an Artist. He wrote a book called Show Your Work. Something you've talked about a lot is when you do something every day, you sort of build up this body of work that you can look back on. And he talked about that with one of his inspirations, which was American Elf. James Kochalka was a big uh, influence on me. When a new American Elf strip went up, it was like he had done it that day and drawn it that day and scanned it and like posted it on the website, you know. And so that idea that, you know, you could do this daily thing and then go back in time. I mean, you can read American Elf uh, chronologically you know, he's collected it in books and stuff, but like you can go back on the website and read the first strip and literally read his life for like 14 years. You know, that really influenced me, that idea that you could do one little thing every day and it would add up into something um, bigger. I know my own experience, it was like I was doing these small challenges, sometimes five days, sometimes 10. And then eventually I was doing one month at a time. And then I looked back and I suddenly had this like body of work. And it was crazy because I didn't set out to build a body of work. It just happened because I was doing things like one day at a time or one month at a time. And, and it adds up and it's crazy. There's also the, the tiny and tiny challenges that people forget. It's the everyday thing, but the tiny thing's important too. You know, you don't set out to write a book. You set out to write a hundred words today. And he talks about the patience of that long game. I knew I was going to have to make like 300, 250 poems and throw like half of them out. So I just made this calendar that was just like each week I needed 10 poems and then there were 10 boxes to check. And so like I was like, okay, I've got 25 weeks. If I make 10 poems a week, that'll be 250 poems. I can throw out 100 and still have 150 left. Like it was that structured. And so it was just like, okay, 10 a week, that's one or two a day. You know, normally our typical idea of creative work is that we just need these insanely long blocks of time to finish things, right? Like everyone's like, oh, well, you know, I, if I could just go to Paris for three months and, you know, like lock myself in a flat, I could finish my novel, <laughs> you know? One of my heroes is George Saunders, the writer. Um, and, you know, he wrote his first collection, um, Civil Warland. Um, that was seven years in the making. That was him, like, going to work at his terrible, like, technical writer's job and, like, stealing maybe an hour every day to work. And he's a notoriously slow writer. You know, he goes, he, he writes maybe two short stories a year. Um, and that long game of having 
you know, that idea that like, well, I, I, if I steal an hour every morning and I just put in work, like something will happen over time. It, it really requires a kind of maturity, I think, in, in just in terms of like not being rushed. And, and that's how I started. You know, it was like I woke up, I woke up five minutes earlier and then I, I started expanding that that little timeline in order to carve time into my life and remove the excuse. I don't have time. You make time for it. Um, and you got to start small sometimes. I think sometimes we set out and start way too big and it overwhelms us. And how many times have you heard about the person that wrote their book on the subway to and from work every day, their their day job? And, you know, that little time that they wasted every day on the subway in the past, they were now spending working on something that, that had meaning to them. You know, and, and that is something that I loved in my conversation with, with Austin is, you know, he talks about being an imperfectionist. Get out of your own way and just do the thing. Just do the thing. And I ended up, you know, making a a video in my garage, a YouTube video at 4.30 a.m., which was terrible, but I learned from doing. I, I put it out there. I did the thing, and I got out of my own way. And, yeah, maybe quality wasn't the goal. It was doing the thing. And I think we have to let go of perfection sometimes in order to just do the thing. Adam Grant wrote a book called um, Give and Take. I love this one thing that he suggested to procrastinators, and that is lower your standards for what counts as progress, and you will be less paralyzed. And, and I thought, well, this is it. Lower your standards for what counts as progress. <laughs> so, you know, five minutes a day, right? And then you do that, and then maybe you can bump it up to six minutes a day. For your average person who's trying to do something like this approach will get you somewhere it might not get you there as fast but like you can get there it's it's weird to me because like people will come up to me in, in talks and talks and one question i get asked a lot is someone will stand up and say so i have all these ideas for projects which one do i choose you know, my immediate answer, which I think disappoints everyone, is I'm like, well, do the one that you think you can do as soon as possible. So I think that's so important as you evaluate all these things in front of you. His advice is really simple. Choose the one that you can finish. Choose the one that you can do. Choose the thing that you can ship. And, you know, those are words that we picked in our January challenge. Both of us picked words around finishing and, and shipping things. I, I think there's something important in putting stuff out there. Like, I think if I just made them and kept them on my desktop and didn't share them with anybody, um, I wouldn't really grow as much. I think that's very brave of you and very important that you went ahead then and posted the the writing that you did and you post the videos you produced. But I think there's some fear there. That's, that's a scary thing. It is a scary thing. And, and you know, Austin Cleon talked about, you know, how posting or sharing kind of helps you think out loud. I've always been like, you know, that idea that you make something, you put it out there fast, if see how people respond, then you go back and you make something else. You know, the the web, I mean, can it be easier now? you know, to make something and stick it out there. And, and you know, I think a lot of people are, are worried about, you know, showing their work or putting their work out there. And, you know, the thing I finally figured out from talking to my other friends is like, well, there's, you've got nothing to lose because everyone's got this idea like, well, if I make something that sucks and I put it online, everyone's going to make fun of me. And two, 
The other one is if I put my stuff out there, people are going to steal it from me. <laughs> They're both delusional in that they assume that people are paying any attention to you. And it's even valuable to say things out loud, even if you don't care or you aren't interested in what the other person says back, there's a benefit in just you saying it out loud. Yes. So, so that's a huge part of it for me. Like, and, you know, kind of going back to the YouTube video thing at 430 in the morning, um, you know, I ended up kind of changing my format over time, but I had to start somewhere. I had to pick a place to start. So I picked with the easiest possible thing I could do. You know, it was record a thing five minutes or less. Don't edit get it out the door. I think there's something about just posting something online that you kind of get perspective on it in a way that um, I'm thinking about Quentin Tarantino and Quentin Tarantino, this might be kind of a leap, but like he will read his scripts out loud to his friends, but they're not allowed to comment on them. Like, he's basically like, okay, I'm going to read this out loud to you, but, like, don't say anything because I don't care what you think. He's actually just having another person in the room and having to read the lines out loud. It, it changes something psychologically in that he's able to understand, like, what's going on with it. And it's true of, like, that happens with me and my wife all the time is I'll, um, you know, I'll say, Hey, can I pick your brain or, or, you know, can I talk to you about this thing? And really what that means is I have to say this out loud. Cause if I hear myself say it, I'll know how dumb or, you know, smart it is. And like most of the time she doesn't need to say anything. She, you know, it's like, it's like talking to your shrink or something, you know, you just by the act of like, putting whatever's in your head out into some form, right? You get to see what it really is. And we'll be back with this month's challenge after this word from App Camp for Girls. App Camp for Girls. Can I tell you about App Camp for Girls, Daniel? You were a part of App Camp for Girls last year. I was. I had the absolute honor of volunteering at App Camp for Girls. It's a place where girls, they, they bring girls in girls ages 12 to 14 girls who never touched a nap before or, or coding and by the the week's end, they've created an app that's going to go into the app store. Their mentors are women. I've met with the women that, that run the program, and they're incredible. Their vision, their expertise, their dedication. This is a terrific program. Check them out at appcamp4girls.com. So you were talking about creativity through constraints. Austin tells this story about every morning after their family takes a walk, uh, he he goes to the backyard with his son and he draws pictures that his son suggests. And he got this idea from somewhere else. Somewhere there's a site like Tiny Art Director or something. And basically like what he did was he was an art director, but his daughter would ask him to draw. And so he would draw her a picture and then he would post the picture on his blog and then he would post her reaction to it. And it was like the harshest, like she was so hard on him. <laughs> and it was so funny. But I was thinking about that this morning. You know, every morning we get back from our walk. Um, every morning, Owen will ask me to draw a car carrier truck with trucks and cars on it. And so I will we'll get out the sidewalk chalk and we have this big concrete courtyard in the back of our house and he'll say, you know, okay, draw the truck. And like, and when you're under deadline like that, when someone's pointing to an area and saying, make a truck appear right here, you don't really have time to think like, well, 
you know, can I draw a truck? No, you draw a truck. (laughs) And the fact that like, he's going to make me draw 20 of them is like, there's something to be learned there, you know, about output. I like this idea of letting the child direct you in what you do and letting the child respond. So much of the time, these, these kids have adults telling them what to do and adults telling them if it's good enough or if it needs something else. So I love that turning the tables. I always think about what I'm doing as an example to my kids um, by showing them that I can have an idea and I can make that idea something that's real in the world. So our challenge for this month is particularly important for those of you who don't draw all the time. For those of you who stopped drawing at some time because someone told you you didn't draw well enough. And I'm one of those people. I talked about this last year in in my keynote where I started to draw and they looked horrible. And so I share this picture that I drew of you. And then I share a picture that you drew of you. And yours is just a stick figure. And no one looks at it and says, that's not Jamie. You know, and that's really it. It's the context you put around it. And I think, you know, you can tell a story simply. You can draw a line and make a story about it. And you design what that story is about that line. You know, you create the context. I used to keep one of those big desk calendars on my desk and every day it seemed like I spilled my coffee. Like I'd be rushing in. So I'm working from home, got my desk and um, my desk paper desk calendar. I like tactile stuff like that. I bring my coffee in, set it down. It almost always inevitably like just spill and leave some sort of little coffee stain. And it seemed like about the time that I was on my daily stand-up call with a, with a people I happened to be working with at the time. We had a daily uh, a daily call. And by the time we had that daily call, my little coffee stain had dried. And so I would, you know, while on the call, doodle. And these little coffee stains became characters. And I started posting them on a Tumblr blog. So this month's challenge is to come up with some art project simple. It could be a daily doodle. It could be the coffee stains. Uh, for me, I'm going to try. I've always wanted to... Um, I've always wanted to experiment with sketch notes to take more visual notes from meetings and from books and from things that I'm reading and learning. Whatever the visual thing is that you want to produce each day, that's our challenge for this month. We do have a a community participant in Tiny Challenges who does has been doing a sketch a day um, for he's, he's done two months now, almost completed two months of a sketch a day. And they're much more involved. I'll put a link to his stuff. Um, His Twitter handle is at Tingham. You know, I'll put a a link to the coffee stains. I'll put a link to to Thomas's uh, sketches. So you can kind of see an idea of where people take different things. Um, But I think it's important not to get overwhelmed. Keep it tiny to start if you're just starting out. This is Tiny Challenges. I'm Daniel Steinberg. I'm Jamie Newberry. We'd like to thank our sponsor, App Camp for Girls. Also thanks to our special guest, Austin Cleon. And thank you so much to James Dempsey and The Breakpoints for the original music they've supplied for Tiny Challenges. Talk to you next time.